Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name is Colin on the C, and with me is Zijan, who is the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hi, Colin. Are you going to the Bristol Balloon Festival? I'm not going to the Bristol Balloon Festival. Why not? Why not? I say sometimes I've uh, I've looked at the balloons from afar. Yes. I I I think that's more fun than going to a balloon festival and looking at balloons from underneath. Ah, uh, but then everyone can see you, and you can see them, and you can wave at them, and then they can look at the thousands of people waving at them, and then they can wave back at you. If they've got a thousand people waving, they don't need me waving. <laughs> yeah. You could jump up and down. They will notice you then. Aren't hot balloons quite loud with all the fire and stuff? Mm, yeah, that, that's possibly true as well. <laughs> so no, I'm not, I'm not going to go to that. But um, if I if I happen to be somewhere in Bristol where I can see balloons, I'll, I'll give them away mm, from there. Do that. Anyway, today we're mostly talking about Suicide Squad, uh, the, yep. the latest film from DC. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, Scarlett Johansson films. There's an exciting Roald Dahl film quiz coming up. Yeah, and much, I'm looking forward to much that. Much more. Hmm. Oh, that sounds scary. <laughs> Ominous. Oh, oh dear. Um, but first, film news. Yes. Do you have any? I do have some news, Zijan. Zijan, tell me, do you like words? <laughs> they, they are useful at times, like, I guess. <laughs> yes, they are. If we didn't have words, we'd all just be, you know, waving at balloons all the time. We'd be very good at miming. Yes. And charades. Yep. Um, yeah, although well, how would you answer? Then good point. Anyway, <laughs> there's a film coming out, or in the works, uh, about the origins of the Oxford English Dictionary. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> what are they going to do in this film? <laughs> well, they're going to, I guess, write the dictionary or something. <laughs> my, my brother works for Oxford English Dictionaries and so alerted me to this fact. Um, it's going to be starring Sean Penn and Mel Gibson. I guess they're just going to sit down and define stuff. There's probably other things that are happening. Um, you have got to be kidding me. Like, the, the, wow. Wow. Uh, apparently it's based on a book which my brother assures me is non-fiction, not fiction. Apparently it's a common misconception that it's fiction, albeit no one's ever heard of it, so I don't know how it's a common misconception. So it's about um, the creation of the Oxford English Dictionary? Apparently so. That sounds riveting. I can't wait. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever watched Blackadder? Um, no, um... It, no, I only know that Ron Atkinson's in it, Mr. Bean is in it, and that's all yeah. I know about it, yeah. There's, there's an episode of that about uh, the origins of the dictionary, which is very good. I confidently predict it's going to be better than this film. Yeah, are they going to make, is, is there going to be a sequel as well, when they, you know... What, the making of the thesaurus? Yeah, <laughs> and, or the atlas, because why not, that sounds fun. You were very, uh, very noisy playing in the background. Yeah, why well, we can, we tend to record it at the most awkward times. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have any news? Uh, I do know that they are doing a remake of the film Splash. Hey, that was on my list as yeah, well. Yeah, and yes. they're starring good old Channing Tatum Channing as Tatum. the lead character. All this gender bending thing going on. So for those sure. who do not know that, Splash is a film about a mermaid. Previously played by Daryl Hannah. Yep. And she she gets licks, doesn't she, when she leaves the water? Yes, yes she does. And she wanders around the beach naked. Yeah, because I, I, can't, I can't remember the whole story because I've seen it when I was much, much younger. But now you will get good old Channing Tatum, Magic Mike himself, playing the uh, merman. Yes. So... so Regular listeners to the Cedar Zeta movies will know that occasionally we uh, we go for a recasting of an old film and sometimes switch the genders around. It sounds like this is what they're doing. And I thought, hmm, let's remake Splash. Who have we got? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Why not? And Gillian, Gillian Bell apparently plays the Tom Hanks role. 
Um, the, the only thing I've ever seen Gillian Bell in was uh, 22 Jump Street, I think. Um, Gillian Bell, the, the, the name doesn't ring a bell. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw Splash for the first time a couple of years ago. Mm. It's not very good. No. Uh, I'm surprised that there wasn't much controversy with the recasting in a different role. Yeah, because people were very upset about Ghostbusters, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know why people are not more upset about this. Maybe because no one likes Splash, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Or Channing Tatum. I mean, everyone likes Channing Tatum. Mm -hmm. No one really likes Daryl Hannah these days. What has she been doing, anyway? I think the last film I saw her in was Kill Bill 2. Uh, Yeah, the last film I saw in was probably Wall Street. Um, Albeit in fairness, that was before Splash, so it's probably Splash. Mm. Well, good luck to her. Maybe she'll get a cameo though. They always give cameos to the original yeah, cast in these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. She'll be. What happened at the end of the first splash film? I can't remember. She went back to the ocean. Was that what happened? I think you might be thinking of the Little Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't go back to the ocean. The Little Mermaid. She got married to the prince. I thought she turned to stone. Was that a different film? <laughs> what kind? Of, what kind of? <laughs> you need to be up to date with your Disney films, man. <laughs> By up to date, you mean <laughs> 20, 25 years ago? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, I probably won't watch that, but you never know. Mm. I reckon Tom Hanks will turn up though. There's more Ocean's Eight news. Speaking of uh, speaking of remakes that change genders. Yep. Um, so previously we knew that some people were in it. I forget who. Yes. Um, we <laughs> well done, Colin. Well done. Thank you for paying attention to me in my previous podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you've listened to that podcast, maybe you know. Um, but now we've got Anne Hathaway, yes, Mindy Kaling, Helena Bonham Carter, Rihanna, star of such films as Battleship, and uh, my favourite, my, my favourite actress, Aquafina. <laughs> I believe that Aquafina is possibly a, a hip hop slash rap star. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I think there's so many um, musicians or singers who are trying to get their foot into the film world. Yes. And I applaud their courage for doing so. I'm sure they'll be delighted. Yeah. (laughs) Does does Aquafina have a foot in the music world? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I'm the wrong person to ask about that. Uh, Let us know. Mm. Uh, (laughs) CDZMovies at gmail.com. If you are either a fan of Aquafina or Aquafina, because I imagine you're not doing much, let us know. if she's any good, I was looking at this cast and thinking, well, this is this is a pretty good cast we've got. I, I like it I've, too, yeah. Yeah, and then I was thinking back, I was thinking back to Ocean's Eleven, the, uh, the George Clooney Brad Pitt, mm. and that cast wasn't very good. I mean, George Clooney Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, they're yep. great, mm-hmm. but like, I was looking through the list and thinking, I've never sat down and, and watched a film featuring uh, half these people. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, no one's like, oh, great, you got Elliot Gold or. Uh, uh, I mean, Casey Affleck's pretty good, but th- this this list, Orkafina and Rihanna aside, feels like a cut above that list. Yeah, but I'm hoping it doesn't end up into one of those films which has lots of stars but doesn't do much about it. I think like one of those Valentine's Day's movie. Uh, Have you yeah, seen that before? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm not. There's a name for it. I can't remember what it's called. About Is it a film- Love Actually ripoff. No, not that. <laughs> but a film with lots of lots of stars, but because they can't give everyone just about the same amount of screen time the the, the film just falters hmm so. I, w- w- I wonder what films you might be talking about today that could, uh, <laughs> could remind me of <laughs> anyway let's not let's not uh, preempt our Suicide Squad review quite yet mm-hmm. um, 
Do you have any more news? Um, I do know that uh, in another bit of Mary Poppins news, I think I feel like I come up with news about Mary Poppins every week now. But Julia Andrews and Dick Van Dyke are coming back. What was it? Was it in cameoing in the? Yeah, cameoing in Mary Poppins Returns. Ah, excellent. Yeah. Big question: What accent will Dick Van Dyke be using? <laughs> Hopefully, the same one as he did back oh, when. I hope so. That would be oh, brilliant. Be so good. <laughs> yeah. Cockney accent. I, I, I'm always slightly surprised he's still alive. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, he he's he's. I don't know, like ninety now, eighty something now. Yeah, but he's good. Yeah. I don't think he can dance on chimney tops at the moment, but no. I'm sure he can pull out that good old Cockney accent when he wants to. Uh, and his charming smile. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, um, I have some Star Wars news. Okay. Uh, so apparently Jimmy Smith, uh, who was in Episode 3, is going to be in Rogue One. I'll be honest, I, I knew he was in it, but I'd forgotten who he was. Apparently he played uh, Princess Leia's adoptive father in uh, in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I mainly remember him. He played, um, he played a president in uh, the West Wing. That's the main thing I, I know him from. Um, what, Martin Sheen? He played the president who came after Martin G. Oh, okay. Uh, spoilers for the final season of The West Wing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, so, and, and also, uh, Lando Calrissian uh, is going to appear in the Han Solo spin-off. Who is he? And, uh, um, you know, the only black person in Star Wars. It's him. The one played by Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, all right. No, the only black person in the original trilogy. So ah. he's um, Han Solo's mate from uh, episode five. God. Oh man, I can't remember any of this. Um, he was played by Billy D. Williams, I believe. Um, yeah. Anyway, that character is going to be in the Han Solo spin-off, and the favorite at the moment to play him is Donald Glover. Okay. Um, wasn't he? What? What? Wasn't he rumored to be in the film anyway to begin with? Or am I confusing this with some Marvel film? You might be. You might be confusing it with Spider Man. Ah, uh, yes. That's right. He's starring all the Disney Don- films. Donald Glover is a yeah. He's a franchise king. Mm, definitely. Any more yeah. news? Uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston is appearing in the next Thor film. Mm, I saw him on the uh, on the old Instagram. Yeah, so um, I didn't know he was going to appear, but to be fair though, Loki does make the Thor films. They should rename the films to Loki because he is basically the character to look out for in all the films anyway. He is very, but very I didn't, good. He is, but I didn't know he was going to appear in the next Thor film, which is Thor Ragnarok. That's appearing next year, but I guess he has to, right? Because, um, spoiler alert: in the end of Thor two, we find out that, uh, Loki is impersonating Odin. Yeah. On the throne. Yes, yeah, so I don't think I knew he was in it, but I'd be very surprised if he wasn't. So, uh, it's not a huge shock. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, Mark Ruffalo has already finished filming his part in it. He wasn't yes. There, he yeah. Wasn't there for long, which suggests he's mostly going to be in Hulk form, I guess. Um, Possibly, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm trying. I'm keen to find out how the Hulk ends up in Asgard, mm. given that he flew off in a, a ship to God knows where. He did. Something near Fiji, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, speaking of him, congratulations to Fiji on their first ever Olympic medal. Ooh, well done, Fiji. There you go. <laughs> um, the only other piece of news I have, and it's not very exciting, um, is that the Man of Steel sequel is in the works. Um, that is an exciting. Apparently that's going to happen. That isn't exciting at all. Are they it's going not, to be Superman versus Batman versus Wonder Woman versus Cyborg versus The Flash and then we'll reduce Superman's part to a small, <laughs> small five-minute bit where he just frowns in the camera. That's his I, sequel. I think they actually... Um, 
they've gone so, so far into gloom that it's actually just going to be a black screen for two hours. <laughs> it's, uh, just, uh, just him mumbling. Um, yeah. So good luck to him. Good luck. Um, to him. Yeah. It could be good if it's not directed by Zack Snyder, I guess. Is it not? Well, I don't. I don't know if they've got a director lined up or not, but um. Well, I'll be happy if it's not Zack Snyder. Though. I don't think he likes Superman that much. No. Also, I don't think he knows how to make a good film. <laughs> Sorry, Watchmen. Zack Snyder. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like Sorry, Watchmen. Zach. I like um, Watchmen. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Sorry. Um, hey, but look, what an excellent segue into our main <laughs> topic today. Yes. Suicide Squad and DC films that are not directed by Zack Snyder. But produced by Zack Snyder. But produced by Zack Snyder. Yeah, I just, this is going off trend. But I'd forgotten that Christopher Nolan was a, a producer on Man of Steel. How far they've come. Um, we were all so hopeful back then. Anyway, Suicide Squad, um, we're going to do our normal thing of talking non-spoilers for a bit and then talking spoilers. Yeah. Before we do spoilers, we will say spoilers uh, quite urgently. And also, hopefully... We'll mark the time of when the spoilers start in the uh, in the thing, so you can skip it if you're if you haven't seen it yet. Yep, sounds good. Um, so, Suicide Squad. It's a, so it's a DC film. Uh, if you haven't seen the the trailers, it's a collection of bad guys joined up to do some good. Uh, it's an all star cast. If by all star you mean maybe two people you've heard of and a bunch of other people. Well, everyone's um, heard of Jai Courtney. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, mm. <laughs> What's his name? I, I'm going to say everyone's heard of this guy and I can't remember his name. Is it oh, Hernandez? Have you Hernandez? Jay Hernandez. That's the one. Mm. He's in Crazy Beautiful, which is one of my favourite films. Exactly. See, they are not. There you go. All-star cast. All-star cast. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you prefer this over Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice? That's my first that's question a, for you. That's a tough question because they're both bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not beat about the bush. Though. What? I, I, I No, I, I do prefer it to Batman v Superman. Um, but I don't I think I probably prefer Man of Steel to either of them and I didn't really like Man of Steel if Batman v Superman was a 2 what okay. is Suicide Squad? Uh, what's the scale? is that a 10 uh, is it? yeah probably you can do it oh, it's up to you <laughs> All right. you can use irrational numbers as well it, it's a pie it's, it's a pie, pie. after whatever we're talking well about. done well done <laughs> Suicide Squad you are a pie you're a pie <laughs> What, no. what, what would you what would you give it out of that scale? Oh uh, well, four, okay. four point five. The thing is, I so I went into the cinema expecting it to be really bad. Okay. So um, way before this, um, I've been going, I've been listening to reviews. Well, I've been hearing about the reviews, not listening to reviews per se, but hearing about how bad the oh, reviews yeah. are. So yep. I went in there with very 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 low expectations and that is always a good way to go watch a film just keep your expectations low as possible that's what we say about this podcast as well um. <laughs> that is true <laughs> um but yeah so i was pleasantly surprised like okay. it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be it was okay it was okay yeah no i, I may have overstated i i, I say it's bad it, it wasn't good but i the weird thing is, I, I think I read the only two positive reviews there are. So I, I read, the Empire review gave it four stars, the Times review gave it four stars. Yeah. And I must admit, I came out thinking, how on earth would you give this film four stars? <laughs> um, so maybe my expectations were, were too high. Because um, it was it was very much marketed as a, this is a kind of a, a zany, fun yes. uh, film. This is 
uh, like they had lots of bright colours going on. You had lots of jokes in the trailer, um, and obviously the it was also quite dark though because like you've got some occult stuff going on. You've got demonic fire yep. and and, uh, and witches and all this stuff. But and in the film, the film itself tonally felt like a mishmash that never quite succeeded. So it wasn't particularly funny and zany. It wasn't particularly scary. Yes. I agree with you with what you mean. I think the marketing was very misleading to begin with. Yes. Um, the, the trailers are not a good indicator of what the film is like. And I do agree that the tone changes um, very quickly in the film. Yeah. Uh, well, cause it's, it's, I was reading this, the, the, the company that made the trailer were actually hired to do an edit of the film. And the director was also doing an edit of the film and they kind of crushed them together. Because <laughs> so, that always work. Yeah, that's the Fantastic Four approach. Because <laughs> apparently people loved the, the trailers. Well, I kind of thought, I like the trailers. Um, and so they wanted to make the film more like that. But they obviously came up after about half an hour. Um, yeah, we should, we should speak it though. Because I, I, I've seen a few of David Ayer's films before. I've seen you... Fury. That's the oh, film yeah. in the tank. And I've Go seen yep. End of Watch. And End of Watch is a really, really good film. And it's one okay. of you know, one of my favorite films of when it came out. I can't remember which year it was that it came out. There, yeah, but it was one of my favorite films. It's a very good film, very well edited, a very good story. And it's, he did a, these, uh, found footage, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's based on found footage, and he did a really, really good job at it. So I was quite surprised with the end result of Suicide Squad. I had very high hopes on him, and it just didn't deliver the kind of film that I was expecting him to come up with. Yeah. Because I was reading, as I um, Empire did a interview type thing, and I, don't, I only read it after I'd seen the film. Um, but he was saying, "Oh yeah, it's great. They're leaving us completely alone. They're letting us do what we like." And clearly, at the point that he was interviewed, that was true. But there seemed to be a lot of interference because the, the first half hour, I'd say, played pretty much like a trailer. Mm-hmm. So, so we're still in non-spoilers, but there's only it's fairly early on. So you kind of they're going through the list of characters, and they're like, and Deadpool. And they have a picture of Will Smith and lots of jazzy text and not, pictures of him shooting not various Deadpool. people. Not Deadpool. Not Deadpool, Deadshot. I was really paying attention to this one. Um, and uh, Harley Quinn, you've got an uh, exciting montage of of Margot Robbie doing stuff. And they actually, it looked very much like a trailer. And they even played the same songs in the film that they played over the trailers. Yes, that's true. It was uh, fairly blatant. Um, but I say, they kind of abandoned that. Yeah, I think they... So, the, the bad reactions from Batman versus Superman led them to do yeah. some reshoots and I think um, that has caused some of the issues with this film itself and also with the success of Deadpool um, early on this year with all the you know all the languages and how uh, dark and how adult and how mature it can be they wanted to produce something yeah. quite similar to that but it didn't have the same effect as what they were looking for yeah. and you definitely shouldn't bring your kids to this no, film no definitely shouldn't <laughs> so um because it was, I say it was fifteen over here. I think it was PG thirteen in America. Um, but yeah, don't don't bring <laughs> kids. I mean, I haven't got a kid, so I didn't. But uh, if you have, don't don't do that. Um, I was saying to you before we recorded, most of what I want to talk about, I think, is going to be in the spoiler yeah, section. Yeah, so we can go there. Um, so we might might jump to spoilers fairly quickly if that's all okay. all right. That's um, shouting then. I guess. Yes. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. spoiler. Lots of spoilers. <laughs> uh, we need a better segue than that. Oh, we need a jingle. A spoiler Can we jingle. just record our voices doing that? Um, what, in like 10-part harmony? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. That'd be brilliant. Oh, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, um, should we go through the characters? Yes. Because uh, a lot of them. Do you want to uh, go down in, you- um, from your favorite to the least favorite, or the other? Way okay. Around? Let's let's go from uh, let's go from favorite. Okay. Who's your favorite? Who's uh, your favorite I like here? Harley Quinn a lot. Okay. Yeah. Tell me I why. think she captured the feel of the character um, quite well. Um, she she's kooky. She's quirky. She's a bit crazy, but and. And she loves the Joker for some demented reason, but yeah. you can tell that she does. And she, Margot Robbie played her really, really well. I thought she's a very good actress. Okay. And she, so she, she's yeah. I like I like Margot Robbie. She, she's come a long way very quickly because no one had heard of mm. her unless you watched Neighbours like four years ago. And uh, um, here's my problem with Harley yeah. Quinn. I, I, so watching the trailer, I thought yeah, she, she looks like the standout star. She's she's doing something really different, playing it. Um, very uh, personably but we see in flashbacks that she was tortured into insanity by the joker effectively yeah she's her down electrically the brain um and then for the rest of the film we've got her kind of like in these like sexy clothing and kooky and joke making jokes but all the time i'm sitting there thinking she's been tortured to be like this we're basically seeing a deeply troubled deeply ill woman that's not fun yeah and i and i guess I can't criticize the film too much for that because I guess that that is the comic book character's backstory. But basically, it's just a woman in the in, a, in the middle of a very very long breakdown, and I don't find that fun. Uh, fun fact: um, the Harley Quinn yes. character wasn't created in the comic books. It was actually created from the cartoon, the animated TV series, and yeah, it became fact. really popular. The character became so so popular that they created a character for her in the comic books from the animated series and that's how she came about there you go but her character in the comic books is just that you feel a bit you feel sorry for her but on the other hand she's just crazy yeah and it's interesting at times they seem to be hinting that she she knew she was crazy and didn't want to be it's like you had a couple of fairly awkward moments where where she kind of seemed to be they almost seemed to be starting up a romantic thing with her and uh, and Deadshot Mm. I mean very very hinted at rather than anything explicit and you had a couple of scenes where she's like looking quite depressed and then snaps back into a kind of manic joking mm. personality. I, I do like those scenes though. It gives her a bit more levity, I think. It does, but I, I don't know whether they're going to be... Because I'm assuming that character will come back. I'm sure most of these characters will come back Yeah. Um, at some point. And I don't know whether their plan is that she will be saved and she'll be able to turn back into Harley Quinzel, who was the, the, the non-crazy uh, psychoanalyst. Or and whether people would enjoy that, or people love the Harley Quinn character too much, that they don't want her to change. I, I, I don't mm. know. Yeah, that's how it is. Who's your favorite character? So my favorite character, and I really wasn't expecting this, was Killer Croc. Not Killer Croc. I'm sorry, that clear Captain Boomerang. <laughs> Jay Courtney. Jay Courtney. I thought he was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, he's utterly useless. Like yes, he is. People. <laughs> it's so useless. Oh, look, I can throw boomerangs. Yeah. So, I think the only useful thing he did in the film was when he did he threw the scouting boomerang yeah. all the way around the corner and then within a minute, it got destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so funny. So, so in fact, I'll, I'll let's come to this now because we can, go, we can talk, keep talking my characters in a second, but almost everyone was useless. And and you know with the, with the Avengers films, people like say, "Oh well, it's just weird having Black Widow and, and Hawkeye who can just shoot when, and and have bow and arrow because you've got gods and monsters and stuff." Yeah. But at least what they do in the film works. Like in the Avengers, Black Widow shoots the alien stuff, and and yeah. it works. And they have their users. What, 
what on earth did Captain Boom? <laughs> he threw he threw a boomerang at like this. He made wisecracks. This witch god. <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, I don't care. <laughs> he, he, he made wisecracks. He did make wise- I mean, I, I said he's my favourite because he, I thought he was funny. I like. He was. I, um, I, I've never liked Jai Quanti particularly before. I mean, he was kind of forgettable in, in Terminator, I thought. And he was fine, but he didn't do much. Uh, I thought he wasn't He wasn't really good in Terminator. He was, yeah, yeah. quite dull there, actually. But he was but good when, here. When he's playing probably quite an offensive Australian stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was with the unicorn, though? Was that a... That, I did not know. I had no idea where the okay. unicorn came, thing came about, but I had no idea. But it was funny, though. It was really funny yep. to have the unicorn there. Okay. And I like the fact that there was the Flash cameo as well. The Flash cameo? Yeah, I, I thought that worked That worked pretty well. Mm. Certainly a lot better than his cameo in Batman v Superman. <laughs> uh, um yeah, so he was he was he caught he caught he caught, he caught Captain Boomerang, didn't he? Yes. Yes. Um apparently that scene directed by Zack Snyder. Hmm. Oh, oh like three seconds of it. But, yeah, well done, Zack. Keep directing three seconds. I mean, still his best contribution to the DC universe. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Another character I uh, liked was yep. uh, Amanda Waller. Okay. Viola yeah, Davis yeah. playing Amanda Waller. Yeah, I thought um, she did really well as well. Um, the character, it's... Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, I don't think she's she works for the government. I'm not sure where she is. No one knows where she is. She is practically a villain in the DC universe. Yeah. But okay. um, she she's tough as nails. And Amanda... Uh, Viola Davis, who plays her, um, yep. she played her really well. Always a very good actress, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked the fact that she was the only woman in this film who wasn't going through a mental breakdown. Um, Katana didn't go through a mental breakdown. She talks to her husband in a sword. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, but um, I wasn't, at one point in the film, she just shot loads of, people, loads of people from the FBI. I wasn't quite sure why she did that. They weren't um, cleared. She said that explicitly, she, Colin. She, she did say that. Why didn't she just ask them to leave the room? <laughs> um... Yeah, m- many of my comments, actually, we'll come on to them later, are just a list of questions, um, but we'll, f- oh, we'll get to do that. do you? Okay, <laughs> let's do that. Um, let's talk uh, El Diablo, as I say, mm-hmm. co-star of Crazy Beautiful. If you haven't seen that, check it out. Um, he he wasn't a bad guy, really, was he? No. Um, he, he, he turned himself in after he accidentally killed all his family. Yes. Um, so he's quite a sympathetic character. What I don't get, so when the first pictures of the Joker came out, everyone got, went crazy about the tattoos, and for some for reasons I don't really understand, loads of people hated them. The Joker tattoos? The Joker tattoos. Mm. No one seemed to question why El Diablo was covered in tattoos. Why is he covered in tattoos? That's my first question. Uh, many list of long questions. He, Who did those tattoos? Was it him? I think so. Did, did he ask for them? Maybe. <laughs> 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 I, 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 did, uh, I, I don't know much about El Diablo, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, I know he should anyway. fire, that's pretty much it. So he was a sympathetic character. Um, the amusing bit from the trailer where he asked for a glass of water mm. didn't make it into the film. Um, I, I enjoyed that bit. Yeah, but his character was very sympathetic though, kind of, in yeah. a way. And and yeah. he and then he turned into a massive CGI devil monster. That was Yeah, but at least he good. has a redemption arc about him compared to the other characters, I thought. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's being redeemed from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Slipknot... What a guy. I thought we were ranking people from our favorite to our least favorite, Colin. Are we just jumping <laughs> yeah, through get, them now? Uh, yeah, we're just jumping around them now. Um, you so. know, remember the point uh, last week, when uh, two weeks ago, when I was talking to you that in the 
in the trailers, you will see all the characters, but Enchantress, and we know why she's not there now. And I forgot okay. to mention Slipknot. And now we know why he's not in the in that <laughs> in that montage so of them Slipknot. walking slowly. Yes, Slipknot doesn't doesn't get a trailer scene where he gets. You see what he does. I don't know what he does. He slips knots. He maybe. climbs um, very well. Oh, he climbs, doesn't he? He's a yeah, climber. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in Suicide Squad, they've all got uh, bombs in their heads, and if they if they go against Amanda Waller, they'll be killed. Slipknot. Egged on slightly by uh, by Captain Boomerang, doesn't think this is true, and his head blows up. What I found odd is that you know um, at one point Amanda Waller is in the Pentagon with her picture of picture of all the Suicide Squad that she's going yeah. to list, and his picture is in in that li- in that row of pictures, despite the fact that we haven't yet seen him in the film. So they must have cut him out before that. But at that point, I'm looking at this uh, those pictures, thinking no one's explained who that is. <laughs> He's probably going to die. He looks- <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not going to last long. Anyway, he 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 did. So the thing is, the, this whole bombs in your next thing is a very big Suicide Squad thing, um, really to keep yeah. it in control. And I was expecting someone to die due to that. You know, yes. I was expecting someone, but the fact that it was someone that we do not know anything about, I yeah. couldn't. It wasn't it wasn't a great emotional moment. Was no, it? Um, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, okay, bye, bye, sleep not, have fun. Yeah. Oh well, he did. Uh, he did some fine work. I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, it all got cut out. Uh, did you, uh, do you want to try and get back into some sort of list of people, like order, or do you want to just name yep. that random guy? Yeah, uh, we have to talk about Will Smith. Can I talk about your favorite actor, Will Smith? Unfortunately, yeah, he he was okay. He was fine, wasn't he? He was fine. He was yeah. He was. So he, he was Deadshot, not Deadpool. His yeah. thing was that he was really good at shooting. Albeit he seemed to cheat a lot by having a thing in his head that, or uh, some sort of monocle that told him what angles to shoot at. Yeah. But um, he's he's okay. He he he's Will Smith. Will Smith is always charismatic in his films. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, he and Margot Robbie were clearly the leads, and they were very much. I think we knew that going in, but they very much portrayed as that. So they they got massive montages at the beginning, and then it was kind of a uh, ripping through the others. Um, he didn't feel very fleshed out to me. I mean, so you got the thing. He he killed people for a living. His daughter was a big part of his life, and he didn't like the fact that she didn't like what he did. Mm. She was the reason he didn't kill Batman. Um, but that, I didn't really feel much of an arc. He he got quite angry with Rick Flag occasionally. But yeah, well, I didn't. Really everyone do- will be angry with Rick Flag, man. Come on, all he does is mope around. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Rick Flag. Let's talk. Let, let's talk Rick Flag. Yeah, Why? everyone will be angry with Rick Flag if you bring him around somewhere, and all you have to do is keep protecting him every single freaking <laughs> time because he keeps getting himself into trouble, and all he does is mope about his love and doesn't contribute at all to anything. It's yeah. I I would I would just like I I would be angry at Rick Flag. I liked Rick Flag. Um. What I get, I, I get what you, I mean as as a as a role. I, I get I get what you're saying. As a as a as a character, he did nothing other than get kidnapped occasionally, um, and get angry at people. But I thought he was played well. He got a lot more screen time than no one was expecting from the trailers. I didn't think he was that charismatic though. He didn't seem like a leader. No, to fair, group. but then yeah. on, on the other hand, his girlfriend has been overtaken by a witch. Uh, that's that's going to make you mopey, isn't it? <laughs> Shall we talk about his girlfriend now? Let's talk about his girlfriend. Uh, just going to say, apparently Tom Hardy was going to be Rick Flagg oh, and yes. he dropped out to do The Revenant. So um, I did. It's one of those things that I was watching him thinking, I think you're pretty good, but Tom Hardy would have been better. Um, it's like whenever I'm watching uh, the newsroom, the uh, 
this is not relevant. No. Um, but the, the, the main character was going to be Marissa Tomai, and then she dropped out. And I spent the entire time thinking Marissa Tomai would have done that much better. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the Enchantress. Yes, let's talk about her. Um, famed actor Cara Delevingne. Famed actor Cara Delevingne. <laughs> I, I, I want to phrase this in a way that is not that offensive. Uh, okay. Uh, can't, I thought she was... I thought she was... She, <laughs> she was there. I don't even know how to... This. She definitely appeared in the film. She was there. Um, I thought she did the... So I'm, I'm going to jump in because you're... <laughs> what was your frame your thoughts? Yeah. I thought she did the Enchanter stuff okay. I thought as... as What's her name? Hope something or other? June Moon. Oh, fair, fair enough. Um, she was bad. She was. Acting. She was very bad um, as June Moon. She was better um, at, you know... Uh, melo- melodically guiding her hips <laughs> yep <laughs> that's on her CV I think because yeah. um, so, so um, for, for those people who haven't seen it we're in spoilers so you should have done but hey um, this is the, definitely the most occulty bit so so June Moon was, was overtaken by well she's an archaeologist or some variety was she Spelunker yeah um, and she was uh, t- taken over by a witch called the Enchantress apparently she got to the position where she would only summon the enchantress at will, so she wasn't. When I say taken over, she, she, if she said enchantress, she became the enchantress effectively. Yep. Uh, Amanda Waller had her heart and could kind of a voodoo thing, could stick pins in it or squeeze it or whatever else and cause her pain to stop her from doing stuff that was too bad. Uh-huh. Um, I think we've talked about this before, but I, I really don't like occult stuff, and I knew going in that was going to happen here, so I, I didn't like that. I think that they, they underplayed the occult a little. So, I mean, it was the main thing, but they didn't go on about demonic powers too much. They kind of just said, right, these are the powers, and then, and then they went with it. Um, but as a, as a storyline, many of my questions are around what were people actually trying to do. Um, and I know we haven't quite got through the list of characters yet, but what was the Enchantress trying to do? She was trying was to build a machine because right. she thinks people hate, uh, respect, worships machines now and don't worship the old gods. Which she was once one so, off. So her machine seems to be a big circle of broken cars with a blue light going up through the middle. And it shoots lightning bolts down. <laughs> which destroys I don't ships. Know, I, don't, I don't know why she wanted to do that. <laughs> no one knows why. Yeah, I, I think her motives were a bit obscure. It reminds me a bit of X-Men Apocalypse <laughs> where Apocalypse decided he wanted to destroy the world for some fairly weak reason. Yeah. She seemed to similarly. She's like, you don't like me. You don't like my brother, who suddenly turned up and turned out to be more of a powerful god. So I'm going to kill you all, maybe, but I'm going to do it very, very slowly. First of all, I'm just going to beam this light up for an hour or so, and then I'll kiss lots and of then... people and turn them into my army. I'm going to turn them into my army. So she turned. She she found people, made them into kind of weird, globbly things with eyes on them, which apparently came to David Ayer in a dream. Um, I. A lesson, I think, that we shouldn't necessarily make films of things we dream about. Um, what, what were they? Sorry, I have no idea. They were cannon fodder. They were yes. basically cannon fodder. That's what they're there for. In, in, so indeed, because they had most lo- loads of the, I don't know, the FBI were else shooting at them, saying, they can't be killed. They can't be killed. And then the, the suicide turn up. And they can be killed quite yeah. easily by being shot or punched. Or, <laughs> or boomerang. <laughs> It's like, yeah, or being hanged, of course. It's like, what were you doing before? <laughs> Why did you... Because the whole, the whole Suicide Squad plan 
let's come on to that. Uh, I realise there's, there's one... There's two characters we've not talked about. Let's talk about them quickly before we come on to the plan. Yep. So, uh, Katana... Uh, forgettable. Yeah. Turns out she wasn't one of the bad guys. She was, uh, she was just a good guy working for the FBI or whoever it was working for the government. Yep, yep. Which I, which I wasn't expecting. So that was an exciting twist. And then she had like five lines. Um, yep. Oh, yep. That's it. Very forgettable. Yep. Next. Uh, and Killer Croc. What are Killer Croc's powers? He is huge. He can yep. breathe underwater. I knew there was going to be an underwater scene when <laughs> when the Killer Croc was there. I knew there, was, there, there had to be yep. a way of making him go underwater to use his skills. <laughs> I've got to say, I haven't understood it. So they managed to find a plan that involves swimming. Yes. And even then, he he didn't do anything. He swam most of the way, and then they held him back so that someone else could go in. What? Why was he there? He did nothing. He swam, Colin. He, he swam, but he, he swam with two other guys. They didn't need him. <laughs> I really feel sorry for the actor, whose name is really long and I can't remember it. Um... Because he must have gone through hours of prosthetics every day to do nothing. He looks good in a hoodie. I, he does look good in a hoodie. Yeah, that's his power. <laughs> Any, anyway, back to the plan. Yeah. So, so they got the suicide hole. They, they've broken. They, they, they broken up. They, they've let them out of this um, prison they're in. And their plan, they, they've got to go and rescue someone. And they're not told who it is. And to be honest, I didn't realise that they were rescuing someone until just before they did it. Because Will Smith's like, oh, this person better have cured cancer. Yep. And it turns out the person they're rescuing is Amanda Waller. Yep. Uh, At first, I thought that was supposed to be a test. Is that not supposed to be a test? To see whether it worked well maybe. together? Or am I wrong? I guess so. Well, maybe. I, I got a bit confused. But, but apparently, no part of their plan was stopping the huge demonic monster that was destroying the world. That was just a thing they felt like they might do afterwards because, you know, Because why, why not? not? Yeah. That, that was a part <laughs> which I didn't get the change of tone to try and to destroy the enchantress why yeah yeah because i mean uh, yeah, i mean they've successfully managed to break out amanda waller who then kills the fbi <laughs> just because uh, and then like okay and this is where we come to their complete lack of powers so you've got the enchantress let's say demonic monster massive powers you've got this her brother who turns up whose name escapes me who is an even bigger demonic monster yep. although apparently Set off a bomb underneath him. He's gone. That's it. Because um, that, that was how they got him, wasn't it? Killer Croc and his buddies put a bomb underneath him, and that was... That's it? That was how he died. It was a very big bomb, though. But it, it wasn't that big, because it didn't kill anyone, like, five metres away. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I I agree. They didn't have any powers, and they were fighting people who had powers. And for... Yeah, so only, only two of them had powers that, that could work. You've got El Diablo with his demonic yes. fire. And you've got Katana with her demonic sword. Yes. What? And then you've got Captain Boomerang to throw sticks at her. Harley Quinn with her baseball bat. <laughs> Killer Croc uh, with his hoodie. Yeah, Killer Croc can swim at her. <laughs> uh. And for for plot reasons, the Enchantress decides to, instead of, you know, using all her powers on them, yeah. fight mono and mono on them. Every yeah. single one of them. For just fighting mono and mono. Just because the plot requires her yeah. to do that. Instead of turning them into beetles and just yeah. squashing them straight away. Yes. And I mean, dead shots can, I guess, just shoot at her very accurately. I mean, does no damage at all, but very accurate lack of damage. <laughs> um, but I was there thinking, okay, it's got to be the fire or the sword, but surely it's not going to be a katana because she's so minor. She can't be the one who does the big kind of heroic killing mm. thing. And of course, it happens to be Harley Quinn and just picks up the sword um, to, do, to cut the heart out. 
<laughs> so, um, have I got through all my? It wasn't the best plot in the world, but it's linear though. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I'm, I feel I'm being mean about this film than I yeah, should, but that's... the plot was the worst part. I think it just made no sense. No, no one's ideas. No because there are quite a lot of films like this um, in the past as well. I think I'm not, I, I can't remember what Thor two was like, but I'm pretty sure the the plot was quite similar. Um, yeah, that, that was still Malkith trying trying to destroy not just the world but all known worlds. Um, so I guess, yeah. and and he yeah he didn't really have any great logic for that. Um, so the only person we've not really talked about, I think. Uh, is the Joker. Yes. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Okay. What do you think of the Joker? With all the hype about the Joker, with all the hype that came out from all the news yeah. and all the method acting that he's been doing and how crazy he is in real life and etc. etc. I was so sure. disappointed with, first of all, A, how little screen time the Joker has compared to the trailers. Yep. And B, even with that limited screen time, you could do without the Joker for the entire film. And it will be fine. Yes. And it will be perfectly fine. The entire middle bit where the Joker comes and rescues Harley Quinn was completely pointless. It doesn't yeah, add... He rescues her for about a, a minute. and then uh, It doesn't add anything to the film at all. Yeah. I can understand if you want to introduce the Joker as part of Harley Quinn's back backstory, which is true, he's there. Yeah. And I can understand if you put him at the end when he rescues Harley Quinn. That's fine as well. But don't hype him up yep. to be such a big deal when he only doesn't, he doesn't do anything at all. It's weird. I, I wasn't really expecting him to do more because I've had quite a few people say they thought he was going to do more. I wasn't expecting him to do more than he did, to be honest. Um, I thought he'd just be kind of in the background, and I'm not sure. It, it felt very much like they were building him up for another film. I mean, he, he's definitely coming back, and I don't know whether it will be in the next, maybe in the solo Batman mm. film. But it felt very much like a, they're, they're putting him in so just to, to build him up for the next one. Um, I thought he was fine. He, he didn't strike me as particularly dangerous. At any point, which the Joker is supposed to be kind of this insane villain, but he didn't. I don't remember him doing. I mean, he shot some people, obviously, and we had this kind of the. the I guess that's kind of dangerous, uh, and we had the uh, the flashbacks of him torturing mm. Harley, as I mentioned. But it was like Heath Ledger. He always seemed kind of on the edge of insanity. He always worried at every time, like whenever he's talking to someone, it could be any second he's going to stab them in the <laughs> eye or something. I I didn't get that feeling from Joker. He's, he's kind of he was on the. He's fairly crazy. He was laughing mad and all this stuff, but. He just didn't seem that as big a threat mm. to me. It's a different interpretation of the Joker, I guess. Mm. It is, yeah. I mean, it's, it feels, it feels like it could work. I think if you give him more of a, give him more of a plot, give him a, more screen time. I think maybe they tried to use him um, as a counterpoint for Harley to to strengthen yeah. her craziness, possibly. And he's he, he genuinely does love does. Harley Quinn. It seems he, he didn't just kind of torture her and make her crazy in a very weird way. Yeah, he, he does because he loved her, yeah. I guess. Um, which is not an excuse if you're listening. Um, if anyone's thinking of torturing women, please to make do not them love them. refer to the C to Z of movies for any relationship advice yes. whatsoever. <laughs> no, definitely don't do that. Um, um, for, I did not for a single second think the Joker was dead. Um, I, I, not, it didn't cross my mind that could possibly. You can't kill the Joker off. He is the most iconic no. villain. Exactly. So I mean, they had him crash his thing, and Harley was like, "Oh no, he's gone forever." And it's like, "No, he's not. There's not the slightest possibility that he's gone." <laughs> oh, dear. Um, what do you think of Batman? We didn't get much of Batman. Mm. But... All, all I could say is that if they just put the, you, do you stay for the post credit scene? By the way, I didn't. I, I've re- I've read about it afterwards. Did you stay for it? Yeah, I stayed for it because I, I I knew it was going to happen. So, uh, what what I wanted to mention beforehand was that. 
if they just put the post credit scene in when Amanda Waller was giving Batman all the files of all the superheroes there are, you do so, not. So was she, she giving them? Was she giving them files on kind of like Aquaman? Yeah, and, I, right, I was okay. thinking that entire time, right? Why don't you just cut the whole video footage in Batman vs Superman then? Yes. Well, you do not need to introduce the characters yeah. like that through a CCTV yeah. camera. All you just need to do is put the post credit scene in <laughs> Suicide Squad, yeah. and that's it. That's all you need to do. So, so, so when Amanda Waller gives them the stuff, does he say, "Don't worry, I've already got some email downloads that, I've, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I found. No. I've got some logos as well." He conveniently forgot about that. Okay, but I uh, he he was good as Batman. Um, yeah, I I like I think if you get him and you get Jared Leto as a Joker in a, in a Batman solo film that's directed by someone who knows how to direct a film, I think that's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, I think it'll work. I think it'll work. This is but this is the, every DC film I've seen, I've come out thinking, well, that wasn't very good, but there's hope for the next one. <laughs> See, this is how they make money from us, Colin. That's, yeah, we keep coming. <laughs> we keep going back for more. It's like yeah, we we like the pain. So I only have one more question mm-hmm. Go on. from my list of questions. Yeah. So Deadshot, they, they let him spend some time with his daughter. He hasn't seen her in years. Why did they spend that time doing trigonometry homework with her? Because that's what every daughter wants from their dad. There you go. Round it up. <laughs> I have no more thoughts on Suicide Squad. Do you have any more thoughts on Suicide Squad? Yeah, I, I've got bits, but we, I think we've pretty okay. much covered everything already. So maybe. That'll do. See it if you want to. Um, it's a solid um, 4.5 from me. And it's a solid pie out of something from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, on to an exciting uh, segment that we always enjoy. Uh, it's called Actor Factor. It's Actor the only Factor. segment we've got that's got a... Yes. It's the only segment we've got that's got a name. Um, <laughs> Everything else we just you know, dump where we, we want. We just do. I was thinking when we started this, we'd name all our segments, but um, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Anyway, Actor Factor, we are talking about the films of Scarlett Johansson. Uh, if you haven't listened to us before, this is where we talk about the films of Pick an Actor. Sometimes we decide our favourite and least favourite. Sometimes we don't. And we'll see how um, many films that Zijan has actually seen. <laughs> um, I've seen 22 films featuring Scarlett Johansson. What? How many have you seen, Zijan? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me count now. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12. 12, that's pretty yeah. good. Um in fact, is that a new record? There is a new record. I think we're getting better at this. Or yeah, maybe I, I just like crammed Scarlett Johansson films in the past day. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's all you've been doing for two weeks. Um, I'm not going to try and talk through all 22 no. films I've seen of her because that would take far too long. Um, so I've just got a few of my, my favourites or, or interesting ones. I, I wasn't going to talk too much about the Avengers ones. No, me neither. I've talked about Avengers before. Although that being said, my favourite Scarlett Johansson film is Avengers Assemble. Um, <laughs> but we can say, say no more about that. Um, so uh, her earlier stuff um, was her, she was a kid uh, Ch- oh well done Colin she was a kid she was a yeah. kid <laughs> we all were kids <laughs> can exclusively reveal that Scarlett Johansson was I didn't know that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's a child actor in uh, well teenage actor I suppose in, in uh, Ghost World um, which is based on a on a fairly odd uh, series of comic books where she um, and her friend are kind of bored teenagers in a strange world well it's a, it's a normal world but it's um fairly strangely directed film um they're bored they want to get out um and it's kind of they're really close friends but they end up uh wanting different things the scarlett hansen's character wants to kind of move on go to college on this and her friend wants to be weird and sleep with steve me. um it's it's quite a fun film it doesn't really showcase all her talents yeah it was uh, a very old film i guess uh, or I'd say it was probably late 90s, early mm. 90s. But, um, 
which, uh, but the first time really noticed there was Lost in Translation. Yep. Um, have you seen that one? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, so um, Scott Johansson, I can't, she must have been 21, 22, something like that, um, alongside uh, a rather older Bill Murray. Um, they spent some time in Tokyo. Some people regard it as, as racially offensive. Um, yeah. What, what happened? Uh, I think the, the, the Japanese are not always portrayed uh, as the most complex of the, the characters involved. Um, there's also an amusing scene where Bill Murray mocks the fact that they can't pronounce the letter R. Um, but she, she's very good. Um, she's very kind of quiet. She's she's um, married to a character played by Giovanni Ribisi. Um, and she's kind of playing this kind of lonely kind of unhappy but doesn't necessarily know she's unhappy um, and she has this connection with Bill Murray that isn't a romantic thing thankfully because he's like five times her age um, but it's very interesting kind of two fish out of water mm. connecting with okay. each other and it's all set in Japan then uh, it's all in okay. Japan yeah, I need yeah. to check it out because mm. it's one of those films that I've heard so much about but I've not seen before yeah it's definitely worth definitely worth a watch it's a very uh, well directed Sofia Coppola um, it's very distinctive style yeah. So the the films I have on my list, um, um, oh, yeah. I most of them I've spoken about before, so I don't really want to speak about them right now. So like sure. Jungle Book, I've spoken about it before. All the Avengers film, yep. Captain America, Iron Man two, and her as well, which are, uh. we, we both know and all our audience should know. We love her a lot. It's a very good film. Yeah, but one film that I would like to mention as a shout out is uh, Chef. Um, okay. So I saw it recently on Netflix because I was just browsing through, and it's one of those films that you know. Um, I've heard about but I've not seen it recently um, yep. and it's a very good film actually and for me especially because uh, I do watch quite a bit of cooking shows and watching okay. Chef itself um, it's really good it, th- there's not much drama to it there's not much like it's just about uh, a guy who who's trying to set up uh, his own food truck basically yeah, so John Favreau, yeah, isn't it? And Scarlett Johansson doesn't appear a lot in it as well. She just appears in the middle and at the end for a little bit. She doesn't appear a lot in it. She doesn't have a lot of screen time. But the film itself is surprisingly good. And John Farrell, he, he knows what he's doing. He, he, the way he's cutting fruit and vegetables, it's, it's actually quite astounding. Yeah, okay. it really is. I know I know it doesn't sound like anything, but... That's, if you enjoy watching vegetables <laughs> chopped well... Yeah, I, I, it doesn't sound no, like much, but it's a, it's a good film. I liked it. I like it a lot. Because I, I, I've seen it, I, I wasn't a massive fan, to be honest. I, I don't watch cookery shows, so maybe yeah. that's the issue. Um, it, it felt to me that there wasn't a lot of No, there's the drama. Show. There's no it's conflict, kind of like there's wa- nothing yeah. much, really. No. He basically, he wants to make a free joke, yeah. and he does. And it and it does well. Um, but yeah, because he, he directed it, didn't he? And, and he managed, yes, he got Scarlett Johansson, he got Robert Downey Jr., basically just his mates to, uh, to turn up. Um, I saw uh, Girl with a Pearl Earring. Um, she was quite young in that, but she did a very good English accent, which she later did again in uh, The Other Boleyn Girl. So I just want to congratulate her on her English accent. We like to talk accents here. Um, she plays uh, a girl. Yeah, I, I figured. Um, yeah, alongside Colin Firth. Um, we Bought a Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I have that as well on my list. Yeah, I really like We Bought a Zoo. I, I, watched, I watched it and thought, this is... This is very average, but for some reason I really like it. I thought it, it was um, very I thought it was very fun. It's it's yeah. nice to watch on the plane. Yes, yes. If you're if you're sat at home and you don't want to watch, buy a plane ticket. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and watch it. Now this is this is definitely one to bring your kids to though. Again, I don't have any kids. Um but if you're if you've got you're about to take your kids to see Suicide Squad, 
and then we we just told you not to get them to watch We Bought a Zoo instead yeah so do not listen to us for relationship advice but listen to us for parenting advice because we are so exactly. good at that <laughs> <laughs> I've, I, I, I've seen children um, um, on, on to some ones I didn't like mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've seen any of these um, have you seen Don John no that's the one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt right that's right so I I thought the concept was intriguing so basically Don John played play by Jason Gordon-Levitt directed by Jason Gordon-Levitt he, he's addicted to pornography uh-huh. uh, has a relationship with Scarlett Johansson and, and the, the kind of the underlying message is because she's addicted to rom-coms effectively and the message is well the, the, the romantic advice you get in rom-coms is no more realistic than that that you get in pornography which is an interesting concept I suppose mm-hmm. I watched it on a plane and kind of wished I had it <laughs> I'd assume on a plane they'd have cut out some of the more obscene See, you should have watched me bought Zool, Colin. I should have done. Um, it also has a very strange relationship between Julianne Moore and Joseph Gordon-Levitt because there's a, there's a hell of an age difference there. I'm pretty sure Matt Damon and Scarlett Johansson had a huge age difference as well. You reckon? No, don't you think so? At least 15 years? Maybe. Uh, Matt Damon can get away with it. That charming smile. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the Island, I didn't think much of. That I've seen Michael that as Bay. well, yeah. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. That's right. Mm. So they play clones on an island. Yeah, and uh, harvest it, right, I think. Yeah. Mm. Michael Bay's bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't think much of Lucy. That was a weird film where she plays a character called Lucy mm. um, who has some drugs in her stomach which gives her superpowers. <laughs> Like mind reading and turning into black goo. <laughs> uh, I, that's a, that's I think of all the films I've seen where the, the trailer was nothing like the film because <laughs> it was it was the trailer was like this is a new action hero, mm. and the film was basically some sort of weird think piece that didn't <laughs> have much to say. So that wasn't great. But my least favorite yep, is Match Point. Um, Isn't that with Kirsten Dunst in it? Uh, no, you think of Wimbledon. Oh. Um, so many tennis films. So many tennis films. There's, there's two right there. Um, name a third tennis film. Rebot in a zoo. Okay. <laughs> I think you need to watch it again. Um, match point, she, she does play tennis. She um, It's directed by Woody Allen and written by Woody Allen. And I, I just don't get Woody Allen. He's supposed to be great genius and loads of people love him I think he writes possibly the worst dialogue of any any writer I've ever come across it's excruciating it's unrealistic it doesn't work so this is a kind of the films are kind of a it's about a guy cheating on his wife and then it becomes a murder film for some reason of course why not yeah and then it's all about tennis um, <laughs> was he murdered with a tennis racket no or he's, was he murdered with a tennis ball no I don't get a relation now um, okay, spoilers for match point. They, they they show at one point a, a bit where you see a ball bouncing on a net, yeah, and it kind of bounces up and you and then it lands like on one side of it, like and it's like uh, such small things can affect everything. And then you see him throwing away, I can't remember, a watch or something. So that's something that was would incriminate him, and it bounces on a fence, and then it doesn't land in the river. It lands on the pavement, and that's how they get him. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. You got any more Scott Johansson films you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think we've mostly covered it already. Um, yeah, and I'll do. I, yeah. Okay. So are we? So uh, are you prepared to agree that Match Point is the worst Scott Johansson? Film? <laughs> well, from what you what you told me, um, the thing is, in my list, I think Iron Man two 
Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. probably my least favorite Scarlett Johansson film in it. Well, worse than The Island. Yeah, worse than The okay. Island. I didn't like I meant to at all. And my no, favorite is probably her. I like her okay. a lot. Yeah. I like her a lot. I prefer The Avengers. Mm. That'll do. Who are we talking about next week in Act of Factors, Eugen? I was thinking let's do Mr. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, good choice. Mm. Good choice. I don't know what he's been doing up. I don't know what he's been up to recently, but we can talk about him. We can talk about him next time, mm. and we'll find out uh, our favorite and least favorite Jake Gyllenhaal uh, film. Yeah. And now we're on to uh. one of the m- most exciting segments of the podcast. Yay! Uh, the, yay! Cheer! The quiz. Um, it's a it's a quiz today on the films of Roald Dahl. Before we get onto this, though, what? Why are you bringing this up, Colin? You, we've had some controversial moments no. on, on the C set. It's not controversial. You're not, you we don't bring that, these things up. We had that time where I asked you the name of a character who uh, turns out is never is never named in the film. That was quite controversial. But last time you asked me. Why does Cat? What, what does Catwoman break into Bruce Wayne's manor for? And I said to get some pearls, and you said no. It's to get and fingerprints. Then re- and then I rewatched Dark Knight Rises, and she stole the pearls and fingerprints. And fingerprints. In fairness, there is a line where Bruce Wayne says she didn't come for the pearls. Exactly. For the fingerprints. But still, I feel angry. Um, you get, you get half a mark, Colin. Fine, <laughs> I'll still win. Congratulations. So. Uh, Long term listeners will know I won the first three. We drew the next three, and Zijan won the last one. So yes. I'm on a roll. And I've seen like two Rodolf films, so this is good. Well, um, yeah, I've been trying to steer away from asking questions about the books, so I focus more on the films, but we'll see. I, I, yeah, all of mine are about the films, so good. Right, ask me some questions, Zijan. Let's do this. Okay, so question one which, yep. What is the name of the hit mistress in Matilda? Uh, uh, Mrs. Trunchbull. That's right. Miss Trunchbull, by the way. She's not married. Oh, Miss. Of course she's Miss, yes. Just mm, now we're married. 1-0. One 1-0. Nil. One nil. Uh, mine's also a Matilda question. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of my famous director questions. Who directed Matilda? Oh, dang it. I knew I should have looked this up again. <laughs> the thing is, there's so many films out there. Why can't you ask me who directed The Fantastic Mr. Fox? Because I know that. Okay. I didn't ask that, I'm afraid. No. Oh. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, it was Danny DeVito. Is it? Um, he also starred in it. Yeah. Wow, wow. I didn't know that. Okay, question two. Yep. According to the song Pure Imagination in Really Want okay. Kind of Chocolate Factory, what do you okay. need to do if yep. you want to view paradise? Um, if you want to view uh, paradise. Oh yes, I, all you have to do is eat some chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That works for the context of the film, but <laughs> Willy Wonka says you just have to sim- simply look around and view it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a long time since I've seen simply that film. Simply look around and view it. There you go. Um, yet again, we probably owe someone a lot of money for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one zero. One zero. Um, question two from me. Which Roald Dahl adaptation features Jeremy Irons as the father of the title character? Oh, wow, that's tough. Um, okay, I'm trying to think through them. Much no? loved British actor Jeremy Irons. Yeah, yeah. Did Alfred in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, it's not Matilda. It's not the BFG. It's not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I don't think it's Jeremy Irons. 
it's not the witches because there's no title character it's not oh I'm gonna guess is it James and the Giant Peach uh no Danny the Champion of the World oh, it was between and those fact, two dang it yeah and in fact Danny was played by Jamie Orion's son uh, oh yeah and James doesn't have a father I don't think so dang it anyway one nil after two questions each yeah question three what was peculiar of the Rotten Tomatoes score for The Witches what was what peculiar about the Rotten Tomatoes score for The Witches oh, score. yeah um, was it 100% it is 100% ah, it's still 100% question. yeah it's unique eh it's very rare I was looking through actually I didn't put any Rotten Tomatoes questions in but they've all got very good scores these yeah. films there doesn't seem to be a bad Roald Dahl adaptation out there um, according to Rotten Tomatoes 2-0 um, although I think this 2-0 my question 3 I think this might actually be the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score um, according to the film Charlie and the Chocolate Factory yeah. uh, what was Willy Wonka's father's job he was a dentist he was a dentist mm-hmm. correct 2-1 two, one. Two, one. question 4 the yep. Fantastic Mr. Fox was nominated for the 2010 Academy Awards for Best Animated Feature and Best Original Score, but ultimately lost both awards to which film? Oh, I definitely saw this. Uh, what, what did you did you tell me the 2010. year? 2010. Now I, I saw this. I thought that's, a, that's an interesting fact. I'll remember that. How wrong I was. <laughs> uh, um, was 2010? That's that's too early for Frozen, surely. Um, uh, anyways, yeah, I'm just killing time now. Um, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to say it was up. Yeah, you're right. Oh, well done. Oh. Very pleased with that. Uh, that makes five plus me three one in the lead, I believe, which means I think you need this one to stay uh, stay in the game. Yeah, go on. Uh, and it's a tough one. Oh, well done. <laughs> so yeah. It's going to test your Wikipedia checking to its utmost. Oh, got really, um, Colin. Uh, which British comedian did Roald Dahl want to play the part of Willy Wonka in the original adaptation? What? Uh, is it one of the Monty Python crew? Eric, Eric Idle? No, uh, good, good shout, but Spike Milligan. Oh, that is a ridiculously difficult question, Colin. That, that, that was my hardest oh question. My God. Oh my God. You see, this is why the quiz should be renamed <laughs> as the ridiculously difficult questions from Colin and the easy questions from Zijan. Quiz. Question five. Uh, if, you've, if, you've done, if you've done your research, you'll find to out. To wrap it up. Okay. Who played the role of Mrs. Silver in the BBC One 2014's adaptation of SEO Throt? Uh, was it uh, Judy Dench? That's correct. Ooh. It turns out I know my role, doll. Um Turns out I asked two easy questions. That's, that's, that's quite a tough question. It's just I'm really, really good. Um... <laughs> Okay, so it, just for pride, Zizan, just for pride, uh, which title character from Roald Dahl adaptation has a wife called Felicity? Has a wife called Felicity? Yep. Wow. Wow, that's... How can I not know this? I, I thought most of Roald Dahl films are about kids. Why does someone have a wife? Not all of them. Yeah, clearly. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know. What is it? It's a Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, yes. Dang it. Good, good, good question. Good question. Last Thank you, man. Thank I you. should know that. Well, there you go. Uh, Glorious 4-1 victory. Uh, uh, 
See, I went easy on you. After last week. <laughs> After last week. So, what was the quiz for next week then? Uh, the quiz for next week, well, you may have spotted there's a new uh, teaser trailer for Dunkirk, which is the new Christopher Nolan film. Uh-huh. Um, so I thought we could do a quiz on Christopher Nolan films, brackets, excluding the Dark Knight trilogy because we already did a quiz on Batman, close bracket. <laughs> <laughs> our quiz names need to be shortened down to they probably do yeah. so there you go Christopher Nolan Films is next time cool awesome so what else are we talking about next time DJ? Jake Gyllenhaal Christopher and Nolan I'm... Films and we are going to delve into yes the world of young adult films young adult films yes neither are entirely sure what that means nope um, <laughs> But we'll, we'll figure we'll, it out. We can work it out. I'm pretty sure we know what young adult is. It's definitely got something to do with the Hunger Games, I'm sure. Do we count um, as young adults, by the way? We are? Yeah, we're, we're 30. That's young. And adult And we're definitely adult. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll listen next time for all of that. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have figured out what it is. If you want to get in touch with us, um, we're on the Twitter, C to Z of Movies. Um, we're also on the Gmail, C to Z of Movies at gmail.com. If you've got any suggestions for young adult films we should be talking about, send them over and we probably will. We'll see you next time. Bye.